You're listening to Mature Allure. Here, we chat about self-care, relationships, careers, and all the things living a mature life includes. I'm your host, Sherry O. Welcome. Hey, Lenora. Spencer, how are you? Hi, Sherry. How are you? Sherry I, I know. I'm so excited that you are here. We are, Lenora, I just want to say welcome to Mature Allure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I have known you for, oh, wow, a long, long time. And that's why, that's why we're doing this. This is called the 45 plus check-in where I check in with my friends who Mm -hmm. I have known for a while just to kind of see what are you into? What are you doing? And I was listening to a podcast that you sent me not too long ago. What is it? Breakthrough with Brig? Yes. Where you talked about your tennis experience with her. And not only that, I also want to say congratulations because I saw on social that you won, and I want to get this right, 40 and over women's doubles championship at the USTA Foundation's Level 4 Open. That's a lot to say, but the fact that you won that Listen, no one was more surprised than me. <laughs> it's my it's my first title. And, um, you know, as tennis players, you, you just want to win matches. Um, and then if you put yourself out there to play in a tournament and to actually win it, um, I, I just think, it, it. yeah, I'm dumbfounded by the whole thing myself. <laughs> but the fact that you are playing enough to even participate to win anything, because I remember when you were talking about tennis, we were in college and you were like, oh, yeah, I want to play tennis. And you had a racket. I know you had rackets and occasionally you would be out there hitting them. Yeah. But to go from that and now at our age, you know, to over these years, I'm not going to say how many, maybe I'll just say decades because that's for real. Yeah. So this has been a process, and that's why I wanted to invite you here, because I didn't understand how much of a process it has been. I just thought, to me now, I see it, and it seems more than a hobby, but we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. So let's just kind of get into tennis and you, like what tennis has meant to you. Yeah, so... um... You're you're right. I think when um, when we were living together as roommates, I may have had a racket from I probably got it at Walmart, um, but I really didn't get serious um, about tennis until um, I moved back to Florida for a period of time. And when I got there, because you can play tennis basically year round outdoors, mm-hmm. um, I I found a coach and. Um, Coach Pedro. And um, I just started, you know, training with him with a group of ladies. And then when I moved back to the DC area, because you know I keep coming back. Of course. Um, <laughs> uh, I joined a, a club. At that point, it was called the Tennis Center of College Park, it's now JTCC Junior Tennis Champion Center. And that's where Francis Tiafo actually got his start. Oh. Um, 
And so um, at that point, I started doing group classes and, you know, some individual training with coaches. And I think um, the fact that I was able to go there and create a kind of a social network has definitely kept kept me in the tennis. And um, I just I think I just found my thing. You know, I think. um you know, there are a lot of things that I like to do in my life, um, but I especially enjoy tennis. And um, it has been a teacher. Um, I- I've learned a lot about myself in the face of competition. I've learned about a lot of other people in the face of competition and what happens. And um, it's like a love-hate relationship, but I love it more than I hate it. Um, but yeah, I- I've-, I've learned a lot about who, who I am. I was going to say you definitely love it more than you hate it, because a lot of times we start stuff. And I remember back in the day, oh, Venus and Serena, you know, and we had tennis courts at the apartments that we lived in. Were you out there on them occasionally? But you talked about the tennis courts more than you were actually on the (laughs) tennis courts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was just always a passing conversation. And I don't think I really. I realized how serious you were about it. Like you were always going to opens and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think I realized how serious you were about it maybe a year or so ago because you were participating in these tournaments. And that said to me, okay, this is beyond her just going out on a court swinging a racket. But I still, not until I did listen to that interview. And like I said, I saw the award. I was like, wow, Lenora is really into this. So like, what do you think has kept you going? Like you said, you have a love hate relationship you love it more obviously, but what has kept you really in the game? Yeah. Yeah. I was just joking about the love hate relationship. Obviously you don't like to, if you're in a competitive sport, you, you really don't like to lose, but you also look for the lessons and the losses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what has kept me going is, and I'm glad you brought up Venus and Serena because honestly, they are the reason that I started, um, had an interest in tennis, right? And you know, my mom, I mean, she was watching tennis. We didn't know anything about tennis. I mean, there were tennis courts at our high, at my high school, but no one was, especially African, we weren't playing tennis, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when Venus and Serena burst onto the scene and then I, 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 I had probably had this, um, this love for Serena that I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> like I love everything about her. Um, I, I just, I just wanted to play. Um, and I was never athletic. I was always in the band. I was like in the marching band, marching with an oboe. So that's uh, I know. girl, an oboe. <laughs> right. So I was never athletic in, in, in high school. Um, so I was kind of afraid, right? Because, um, You know, I've struggled with my weight over the years and, um, you know, um, the tennis has really helped me, you know, improve my fitness. And, you know, as they say, tennis is a lifelong sport. Um, Folks that play racket sports actually live a bit longer than others um, because there's a physical aspect. There's the the mental aspect. There's the strategic um, aspect that keeps you kind of keeps you on your toes. Um, but you know, I, 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 I just love it, um, because it does keep me engaged with other folks. I mean, 
tennis was really a saving grace during COVID for me because it was one of the one of the sports that you could actually still play because Absolutely. of the fact that you know social distancing. Um, and again, I've met a lot of people um, through tennis. I'm on like, honestly, this is ridiculous. I think I'm signed up for like seven teams right now as it stands today. Um, oh, that's great though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm getting a lot of tennis in. Yeah. So what is, what did it mean to you to win that title? Um, well, honestly, it, it meant a lot because of who I did it with. Um, my partner is someone that I've known over the years, um, kind of didn't really know her that well, but knew of her. And you know how you get an opinion about someone and you let that carry you for years. And um, we ended up on a team together and we had a match together and um, we actually fought to win that match, but we lost. But she was so lovely, and I wasn't expecting that because of what I had built up in my mind about her. And so when this opportunity for a tournament came up, I said, "Do you want to play?" And she said, "Yes." And it was it was a rough it was a rough tournament. It was the you know the elements, the competition, you know the fact that we had thirty minutes between matches, um, and these were full matches, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the the biggest surprise was like who I won it with. And I think that it was a universe kind of telling me that you can't really judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Because again, all those years I had this opinion about her and look, we won a tournament together. And now she's just like, any team we're on together, I want to play with you. So yeah. it's just a universe giving back. Yeah. Well, that brings up, like I said, the podcast that I that you were on before, mm-hmm. where you mentioned, um, what was it, Breakthrough with Brig? You mentioned how much tennis has changed you, but also that the issues that you had with tennis and being out there with competition, the way people saw you. Yeah. So, just can you talk a little bit more about that, or talk a little bit about that? Yeah, honestly, tennis is the reason I went and hired a life coach, um, Brig Johnson. Um, You know, obviously we talked about other things, but as she mentioned in the podcast, about 75% of our conversation centered on tennis. And I think the issue for me is that I consider myself a a goal-oriented person. You know, like I, 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 I try to be, you know, focused and if there's anything that I want, I, I go for it. Um, and you know, sometimes things work out and sometimes they don't, but tennis is nothing that you can really conquer. So I had a problem with like, in some cases, not being very good at it. And, you know, I got, um, a little focused on what other people were thinking about my tennis Mm -hmm. and I let that kind of define me. And one of the things that Brig talks about is that, you know, especially as black women, sometimes we, tend to um, judge ourselves and our value on what we do versus who we are. And so in those times when I was not performing very well on the court, I let it get to me. And it became more important um, on what others were saying about my tennis and my results and what I was saying to myself and about myself and, and understanding that regardless of whether or not I'm winning or losing, 
you know, I'm still, I'm still valuable and, and valued. And I have people around me that love me and, you know, that, that I, that I'm good. Um, but that is that performance based kind of thinking that can get you in trouble. And I, and, and, and Brig really helped me work through that and, and it extended to other, other parts of my life as well. Right. Yeah. Well, just hearing you saying that tennis is something you can't conquer. Like, what do you mean by that? Because just you, okay, again, knowing you as long as I've known you and knowing from when you were first talking about tennis to even before now, to me, you conquered it just getting on that court. I mean, you know what I mean? Because sometimes we talk about things and talk about doing things and then we start them and we quit and Mm -hmm. you never did that. Yeah, there might have been lapses. Yeah. So when you say something that you can't conquer, what do you mean by that? It's like you're never going to be like the best at it, because if you look at professional tennis players, they lose. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the beautiful thing about tennis is that each ball you get is different. Each ball you send is different. Right. Mm-hmm. So the strategic part of it. It's it's forever changing. And then tennis in general just is an evolving sport. Like if you look at tennis back in the 1970s and I look at footage, I'm like, I probably could have beaten a professional the way they were playing, right? <laughs> I think that's a lot of sports, though. You look at them, you're like, slow. <laughs> really slow. Um, uh, other, than games, bo- other than boxing, because right, I think... Well, Boxing, they were really whooping some ass back then. That's right. That's I mean, right. You know, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, so um, you know, um the technology in terms of the rackets and the strings and just how people train. I mean, even the way that you do a forehand now is completely different than it was like back in the day. Um, so it, it is all about just continuing to evolve, like to learn. I, I I really enjoy like doing tennis vacations where I can vacation and play tennis and get coaching. Um, I take drills, you know, every week. Um, I've purchased a ball machine and I, you know, try to go out and hit with the ball machine. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll never, I'll never conquer it. Um, I'm not supposed to conquer it, but I can get better. And that's, that's one of the things that I kind of like about me and tennis is that, you know, they talk about, you know, a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. To me, in order to be good at tennis, you have to have a growth mindset. You have to Mm -hmm. believe that you can get better. I was going to ask you about your training because, because of the way that you've been playing so much, like what does training involve and like how much you do a week or you know, and it sounds like if you're on seven, you're trying to play seven tournaments, you're constantly with a racket in your hand. But like, really, let's just talk a little bit quickly about your training. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time and money on tennis courts, <laughs> probably more money than I should. Um, but, you know, I'm single. I have no kids. Right. So, you know, whatever money um, I, I'm OK with, you know, no one else is suffering because I'm on the courts. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I try to get some, um, official training in once a week. Um, and then I, I play a lot in a a lot of like league tennis. Um, this week I had one, two, three, four matches, 
right? Um, by, mm-hmm. by, by Sunday, I would have had four matches. Um, wow. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm often, and, and these matches are in different counties. Um, um, so I, I'm in my car a lot, you know, and some of the matches are day leagues and some of them are in the evening. Um, so, you know, it's important um, to, again, spend time with the coach um, and also spend time with others doing drills. Um, in terms of my kind of how I how I'm trying to evolve my game, I'm starting to focus like on the fitness piece of it, because, you know, as you get older, um, you know, you're not going to be able to like run as much as you can. I mean, sometimes you can be a really great tennis player just because you're, you're relatively fast. Um, I find myself slowing down right now. So that means I have to probably play tennis a bit more for lack of a better term, more smartly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and change up my game a little bit, but, you know, I still, you know, I, I, I know you remember, I was a lot larger than I am now, um, when we were in school and, um, you know, I, I, I lost like 50 pounds, um, right before I turned, right when I turned 50. Um, oh, wow. and most of that was due to the tennis. Um, cause I was playing so much and I made a concerted effort. I wanted to lose like 50 pounds by the time I turned 50, my 50 by 50 goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will say that I unfortunately regained, but I have not regained all of it. And I think it's because of the tennis, because yeah. that's really the major activity that I'm doing. So I was going to ask, do you consider tennis a hobby or how do you see its presence in your life? <laughs> you are, talked about the, the money choice? you spend and the and and the time. Are the choices a hobby or an obsession? <laughs> yes, basically somewhere in the middle, maybe. <laughs> Honestly, when I think of a hobby, I think of like crocheting. <laughs> I don't know, or, or something I, you just as a pastime, like oh, I'm just going to do this today. No, it's something that I have to do. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like I can't imagine my life without tennis right now. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I does that mean I have no, nothing else going on in life? No, that's not true. But it's just it's how I how I prefer to spend my time. That's good. I think yeah. that's really good. Um. So, how has tennis changed you beyond? playing the game and you mentioned physically, but, and you, you touched on it a little bit mentally, but if you could sum up how tennis has changed you. Um, I think tennis, tennis has revealed some really positive things in me, but it's also revealed some things that I probably need to work on, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, if I've had a, devastating loss sometimes I start to question like should I be playing or question myself and my abilities you know it goes back to the life coaching thing right I I saw a need to do that um and just because I you know did six months of brick doesn't mean that I'm like cured uh it just means that I'm more aware of the things that may trigger some feelings right um Mm -hmm. so it, it has revealed like some things that you know, I still continue to work on, right? Um, 
but it's also revealed to me that I have resilience, um, that, you know, I, after a loss, I may go and say, I'll never play again, but I know I'm lying to myself because I'll <laughs> always play as long as I'm physically capable of playing. Um, and it's also revealed to me that I will never play pickleball. <laughs> You know what's crazy? As somebody who does not play tennis, and I see people with this pickleball, like, okay, that's probably more my, in my lane, but I don't even really want to play that. <laughs> pickleball people, I'm telling you, they say they have so much fun. I think tennis people and pickleball people are different because, like, if a lot of, like, tennis people move into pickleball, I think they'll ruin pickleball because tennis people mm. are very competitive. So, for for, for tennis being such a, for lack of a better term, genteel sport, you know, mm-hmm. it was the sport of the, of the wealthy and affluent. Yeah. There are really some crazy people playing tennis. And, and some of the like meanest people that remember you can ever though, meet. Was it, remember John McEnroe back in the day? Yes, like yes. a lot of, there were a lot of tennis players that were like, and they're still out there playing me. And, um, you know, you would have thought that if they lost, they they'd just bet their mortgage money because just wow. the behavior is ridiculous sometimes. Um, and I think pickleball people are a little different because they seem to be having so much more. <laughs> <laughs> they're just relaxed, hitting the ball back and forth, 90 oh. years old. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Tennis people are all stressed out about losing. Wow, that's crazy, Lenora. That is really crazy. And I never, I hadn't really thought about it. But again, it is competitive. Like you said, even though it's supposed to be the genteel sport. Yes. But still, it's very competitive, like anything else. Yeah. Um, so where do you see yourself in tennis? down? I mean, I can pretty much guess right now. But like you said, at our age... You know, around our age, you seem to be adapting it or working on adapting it. But where do you see tennis in your life down the line? Well, like I said, as long as I can physically still play tennis, I don't see myself not ever playing tennis. Um, but what I want to um, to do for myself is, you know, I'm about to hit another milestone birthday. We're not going to talk about which one that is. Um, you are, aren't you? Yes. What? And you so, look great, girl. You look well, great. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Carolyn Jeans. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Miss <gasps> Carolyn. Miss Carolyn, yes, my mother. Um, yeah. So, what I'm thinking more broadly about, like, where I want to be physically, and and obviously tennis is going to be a part of that. But you know, I mentioned you know, earlier that I had, you know, lost some weight a few years ago or whatever. And I, and I want to pick up that journey and continue on. Um, but I want to take it to the, like the next level. So my focus is really like, I I just really do think that when we get in our fifties, sometimes we just give up and say, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, menopause, you, you know, people tell you that all these things are going to happen to your body. You start seeing things happen to your body. And I just want to be, and maybe I've just been like looking at too many Instagram influencers or who are in their fifties and sixties, like killing it, killing it, girl, killing it. 
in the gym, strength, just toned and just living their lives. I just kind of want to see if that's possible for me. It is. It is. Yeah, but you got to put in the work. It's like, you know. I mean, you absolutely have to put in the work. And it sounds like you're doing that, putting in the work. But also, I think, I don't know. I think our generation might be a little different, too, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, we know how old we are. But, like, what is that? You know what I mean? Because we remember when people were our age, and it just seemed like they were different. And they were what you expected. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. like. Again, I know how old I am, but I really don't think I feel that way, whatever Mm -hmm. that means. Yeah. And I don't think I carry myself in that way. Again, whatever that means. Yeah, you you don't. You're honestly, you're still the same girl that I really didn't like when I first met because you were loud. Exactly. And I, you know, I like to go to sleep at nine. Yeah, I never understood that. We were in college and I just was like, what is wrong with this person? This this sweet mate, this just makes no sense. So I have no respect for it. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Like, hey, baby, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, when we were young and we saw someone who was in their 50s or whatever, like they're old. Um, and I don't know, 50, 50 just seems like an opportunity for a rebirth. Yeah. A lot of us. Yeah. Because majority of my friends do not represent that what we saw when we were younger. Like, you're still the same. Like, you talk about bitch. Yeah, that's what I said, Miss Carolyn. You're Mm -hmm. still the same. Everybody, I look at our friends, Diana, everyone is still the same and actually still doing the same. Right. (laughs) yeah 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 so So. yeah this is probably going to be a part of your life for a very long time and the fact that you're actually active yeah yeah i gotta get active because i'm not active in anything well you know and it wasn't anything that i felt like compelled to do over the years i don't know but it just seems like again there's like a rebirth in me where i want to like physically be my best and see how, you know, how, how strong I can get, you know, how much better tennis I can play. Um, so that's kind of, that, that's what's got me excited. And that was going to be my last question to you. Like, how has this journey, and you touched on it with the weight loss, um, how has this journey affected your physical well-being? Yeah, I mean. And your health um, overall. Oh, yeah. It, it, again, I think um, I'll play, and I and, and actually I've seen this. I play better tennis when I feel healthier, when I feel stronger. And uh, one of the things that I did for myself is that um, I hired a trainer, Patrick at uh, Five Star Elite Fitness oh in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Um, and um, shout out to I know, right? And um, I don't like him most days. Hmm. But <laughs> he pushes me past where I think or what I think I can do. And when I leave there, I just feel so strong. And I think that's part of the reason I'm just playing better tennis. Yeah. He took credit for my the 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 um the tournament win by well, the way. Why wouldn't, <laughs> why, why wouldn't he? Why why wouldn't he? 
I would. Like, girl, you are doing this because of me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think I think he personally wants to see my my glutes form. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about those. That's another show. Right. That's another show. <laughs> the glutes. That's a whole nother show. Yes. Um, but girl, I really want to thank you for talking about this because who knew that tennis would be this have this much influence on your life your well-being, your personality, mm-hmm. you know, and just being more out there, outgoing. You were always pretty outgoing though. But yeah, you were always outgoing. We were always. <laughs> but um just who knew? Who knew? And I really I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I think this speaks to everything that mature allure is about. Yes. You are not sitting somewhere, you know, it's beyond beauty. It's beyond, you know, alluring what people think of it's that allure within you you know what is driving you what's moving you what's got you going at a mature age and girl you are totally representing it well thank you sherry and i appreciate you being here well and let me just say that i am like you know you're 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 one of my like good friends i mean you're you're the circle is small and you know you're you're there We've been through a lot together and I am just so proud of you and your partner for providing, you know, mature lore and having interesting topics that speak to, you know, women over 45. And the fact that you are, you know, giving, um, you know, talking to different people in different areas. I mean, I, it's just it's just wonderful. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to have to have you back um, maybe after the show about the glutes, because we'll all because I already have that show in my mind. Yes. So we're all going to come back and chat about it. OK. And, uh, right. Well, maybe but, uh, I can give you an update on on my um, my fitness goals. So, yes, an update. And that's the, that's the other thing. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely an update on your fitness goals because I know you have some by January. Yep. So we'll do a check-in in January to see where you are. Talk about, you know, keep in mind where you are right now, of course, mm-hmm. and just what has happened the last six, seven months. So, okay. yeah, 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 thank you. Thank you. All right, Lenore Spencer. Bye. Love I will love you. love you too. Chat with you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mature Allure. For more information about us, visit matureallure.net and get social with us on Instagram and YouTube at mature.allure, Facebook at For Mature Allure, and Twitter at mature underscore allure. Till next time, we encourage you to stay positive, embrace who you are at every stage of your life, and always tap into your mature allure. It's my time.